the print shop and this week's podcast, Dad's Hometown Memories. In this podcast, I want to pay tribute to the men and women who served our country and who will be remembering not only on November the 11th, but every day of our lives. This segment, I want to pay tribute to a great friend and loyal citizen of the village of Smithville, W.A. Buck Edwards, a man who spent all his life here in a village other than the time he spent overseas during the Second World War. William Buck Edwards was born April 21, 1922, the son of Albert William and Isabel Edwards, nee Adams. Buck had a sister, Lloyda, who passed away in 1997. In his youth, Buck attended SS Number 12 Public School. During this period, Buck hung out with Harry and John McDonald, Jim Chase, and Royal Tiley, to name but a few. Their playground was the 20 Mile Creek, where they built rafts, fished, and caught bullfrogs in the summer and skated in the winter. In his teen years, Buck worked in the tobacco fields in Delhi and a canning factory at Port Dover. Turning 18 on April 21, 1940, W.A. Edwards had the desire to join the Canadian Air Force. And after applying, was turned down. Later that year, while wandering the streets of Hamilton, he noticed a sign relating to enlistment for the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders and see the world. Here he joined, and in July of that year, the unit was called to active duty. Edwards progressed through the rank from the private to sergeant before the war ended. He had his basic training in Ontario before he was transferred to Naomi, B.C., supposedly to be shipped to Hong Kong. However, things changed and Buck and his group was sent to Jamaica, where he served some 21 months with his battalion guarding a prisoner of war camp. After this stint, they were transferred back to Ontario, and while en route to Ontario aboard the SS Cuba, a German submarine fired a torpedo at their boat, nearly missing it. Buck spent three weeks on leave in Ontario before he was shipped to England. In 1944, Buck was with the Canadian Armoured Division, landed in Keynes, during his years of service, Buck saw a lot of action. His service took him to Jamaica, England, France, Belgium, Holland, and Germany. Through it all, Buck escaped with some minor injuries and a severe hearing problem, which he suffered with the rest of his life, caused by the continuous heavy artillery guns which he was exposed to day after day. He spent time in the British West Indies, Jamaica, and while there in 1943, his father died in Smithville and he was unable to attend the funeral. It is noted in his papers that he made an assignment to his mother from his paycheck in the Army in the amount of $23 per month, plus he purchased victory bonds at a cost of $16.80 per month. This was out of a pay of some $1.70 per day at the start, which he increased to 220 as he rose in the rank. The following is a letter W.A. Edwards sent to his mother from the war zone on November the 18th, 1944, when he was located on the Maas River, North Holland. Dear Mom, just a few lines to say hello 
Tonight, Mom, I have a bad head cold as I got wet the other night when we were down at the river and we did not go there to have a bath some days later. I am not up with the boys tonight as I came out to see the doctor this afternoon about a skin rash. He called scabies or something like that. So I didn't go back to the line tonight as I must see the doctor in the morning. They put rubbing alcohol on the rash. Gosh, it was itchy. I thought I had lice myself as there had been the odd case around. I remember one time, it was some time back, however, it was raining really hard so some of us found a hen pen to sleep in. And when we got up in the morning, everyone was really scratching. I'm spending the night with the LOB boys. I suppose this sounds a little Dutch to you. However, ask Harry MacDonald. He should know what it means. We are all in a barn, some treat, and there is a horse in the corner and lots of hay. So I am all set for the night. One of our men captured a German Jerry with a violin, so he kept the violin for himself. This all happened some time ago. Now he has learned to play just a bit. Though it does make a few odd noises, it all sounds good to me. Although the whistle and singing from the shells is plentiful, we are all take it in our stride. Sometimes the men will say, Sergeant Buck, can you play a harp yet? So I tell them, there isn't a chance as I have no ear for music. If you happen to see Harry MacDonald, tell him I would like a letter from him. And could he tell me where he, where in France he did see me? I tell him I got a note he left with a fellow for me about the second hour after we had landed in France, Normandy, Beachhead. By now, loving some W.A. Edwards. During his tour of duty, Buck served with 10 lieutenants, seven or eight captains, and seven colonels. His roll call book from July 1, 1944 to February 28, 1945 had 97 names entered. All had come and gone, some sick, some wounded, and a number dead. Buck was discharged from the Army in 1946, and he returned home to Smithville in that year. In 1947, Buck married Mariel Swick, and they raised four sons, Billy, Bob, Richard, Jimmy, and one daughter, Carol. After the war, Buck worked for Jocelyn's Bakery in Smithville, and over a period of a few years, he operated a trucking business. He was also employed at General Refactories Company in Smithville, and then later took on the management of the McCall Frontenac service station, which he operated with his sons. During this period, Buck served his apprenticeship in auctioneering with Goodman Pettigrew, giving his, getting his license in 1950. Although the auctioneering was slow at first, causing Buck to take these aforementioned jobs, things improved in the 1960s and he became a very successful auctioneer. He was well respected and had many sales across the province. Buck served several terms as a village trustee in Smithville. He was one of the founding members of the Royal Canadian Legion, Branch 393, in 1947. The venture turned out to be very successful, and eventually two buildings called the Legion Villas for seniors were added at the rear of the property. 
Buck was an avid fisherman and hunter, and over many years he spent time in northern Ontario enjoying the outdoors. He was a great friend of Albert Hunter, and he was very kind to him always, including Albert in many fishing expeditions, especially when it was at Caribou Lake, Port Loring. Eventually, Buck owned a cottage on this lake and spent many weeks in the summer and fall enjoying the outdoors. I can attest to the generosity of Mariel and Buck that Jean and I had the opportunity to enjoy many visits to their, <clears throat> to their cottage. The one time that really keeps coming back to my memory bank was the year we spent Thanksgiving weekend with Edwards. We also had the opportunity to enjoy snowmobiling in the winter months and some ice fishing. In 1998, Buck retired from auctioneering business. In closing, I want to thank the veterans, especially from our village, who gave their lives to protect us and give us a better way of life. The veterans who were able to return injured or otherwise gave, the, gave their life back here in our village and made it a better place to live. To all of them, I say thank you. God bless. This closes another podcast, and until the next time, I will close up shop and hope to greet you again in a few weeks.